God loves the wilderness. One of God's favorite places to speak to us from is the wilderness. Wilderness is a preeminent character throughout Scripture. It plays a part in well-known stories, like when Moses and the Israelites spend 40 years wandering in the wilderness, or when Jesus is tested in the wilderness for 40 days. The wilderness shows up in less well-known stories, like when Hagar wanders in the wilderness of Beersheba, or when Paul lives in the wilderness of Arabia for three years before beginning his ministry. Our scripture contains stories in which wilderness is not a physical space, but is every bit as grueling. Job in the wilderness of his suffering, Joseph in the wilderness of his captivity. And then there's times when God is clear that God is present in the wilderness, such as in Isaiah when God says, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wilderness features heavily in scripture because the wilderness features heavily in life. Every single one of us has spent time in the wilderness. And as much as I hate to break it to you, my bet is that you will notch another few wilderness journeys on your belt before all is said and done. The death of a loved one, losing a job, the end of a relationship, conflict, depression. Your wilderness can be any place where you come face to face with the fact that you are not in control. Wilderness pilgrimages are critical to our spiritual growth because there are things we learn in the wilderness that we cannot learn anywhere else. Although it's possible to stand in the wilderness with our eyes closed and pretend like we are elsewhere, it's when we make the courageous decision to face our wilderness and open ourselves to the suffering that comes with it that we experience transformation. The wilderness is where we grow up. It's where what we have built gets taken apart and then welded back together. It's where we unearth wisdom rather than simply pretending like we have it all figured out. Brene Brown says that braving the wilderness creates within us a strong back, soft front, and wild heart. Time in the wilderness strengthens our back. We develop a more powerful understanding of who we are because we're forced to get honest with ourselves. Self-honesty is key for transformation. There's a story I love about a monk who struggled with his anger. He said, I'm going to go live by myself, and since I won't have to interact with anyone else, I will finally be happy and stop feeling so angry. So the monk went out. He lived alone in a cave. While he was filling his jug of water one day, the jug fell over. So he filled it again. It fell again. When his water spilled for the third time, the monk snatched up his jug and shattered it. 
That's right. Blair knows. As he calmed down, the monk thought to himself, the demon of anger has mocked me. Here I am all by myself in a cave, and I am still angry. No matter where we go, there we are. There's no way to ignore who we are out in the wilderness. We emerge from our wilderness journeys as stronger, more authentic versions of ourselves because we have looked ourselves in the mirror and seen who we are. Time in the wilderness softens our front. The wilderness deepens our capacities for empathy and connection. I truly believe that there is so much more that connects us than divides us because of the fact that when God created us, God lovingly placed God's thumbprint upon each of our souls. We are also connected by the fact that each of us knows on a soul level what it feels like for life to guide us into the wilderness. Although we can't lose our connection to each other, we can ignore it and forget about it. Our society is more sorted than ever by what's called common enemy intimacy. We bunker down and self-identify and echo the talking points of people who we think hate the same people that we hate. But here's the thing. It is hard to hate each other when we move closer to each other. If we can hold in the front of our mind that the person we are struggling with has fought battles or is currently fighting a battle that we know nothing about, in other words, if we can remind ourselves that life has guided each of us into the wilderness at some point, then we can tap into what it felt like when we were in that place and we can remove our armor and then treat each other with the kindness that we wish we had been treated with. Shared hatred is not real connection. It is a cheap substitute. It's fake. Authentic connection is soul to soul. My wilderness-weathered soul is capable of empathizing with what your wilderness-weathered soul has been through. And that is not dependent upon who you voted for or who you love or the color of your skin. Acknowledging that each of our lives have been shaped by the wilderness helps us better speak with one another rather than at one another, as well as lean into each other rather than away from each other. Time in the wilderness nurtures our wild hearts. The wilderness nudges us to confront our fears and move past them so that we can grow into who we are capable of becoming. We are not our best selves when fear drives our decision-making, and in fact, we can act as our most dangerous selves to others and to ourselves. Each time we face that which we're afraid of and choose courage over comfort, we become more capable of living with tenderness 
possibility and adventure. In this morning's gospel, we're introduced to John the Baptist. John is a descendant from priests on both sides of his family. John's family was part of the establishment. John renounces that privilege. And instead, his voice cries out from the wilderness because he understood that there are things God teaches in the wilderness that we cannot learn anywhere else. Braving the wilderness creates within us a strong back, a soft front, a wild heart. Three characteristics that are critical to our spiritual growth. One of God's favorite places to speak to us is from the wilderness. Next time you find yourself there, stay hopeful. Be present. And remember that God loves the wilderness. In the name of God.